Oh, Nick Thompson here, and thank you for streaming the Sunday Best now. Music, programming, features, and snippets on demand anytime. The Sunday Best now. WEMU, and this is a story about music and collecting and passion and maybe a little bit about obsession and about vinyl and about reaching a point in your life where that collection, that vinyl, that obsessive procured stack of music, wall, of music, shelf after shelf of music, no longer lines up with the agenda of the 92nd year on earth. And maybe not the 93rd or 94th year either as you as you look ahead and you wonder what to do with this music and, and the love of the music that you've collected and put together uh, draws you or drives you to pass that music on. You don't want to turn your back on it or leave it to an unknown fate and an unknown future. You want to share it with someone with, uh, with an equal amount of, or at least maybe close to an equal amount of passion and love that you have. And, and that's, where, that's where I come in. Nick Thompson, host of Sunday Best on WEMU. And my, uh, my meeting with and the, the point in my life where my path intersected with Henry, who at 92 years old needs to do something with his record collection. So we'll pick up with me driving towards Henry's residence to help him with his, with his albatross, his record collection. So it's Monday night, the 14th of September of 2020, and I am driving much farther than I've had to drive in a long time. Uh, The year of the pandemic and bunkering and and sheltering in place and whatnot, and I'm out on the freeway, and this is a very unusual expedition regardless of year, as I'm driving to see Henry. Henry is a 92-year-old, and he is uh, in the process of moving during the pandemic. I don't know any of the details about why, but he finds himself with a couple thousand records, old vinyl LPs, and and he doesn't want to get rid of them. I mean, he doesn't want to throw them away. That's the way to put it. And he hates to just leave them behind um, because he cares about them because they're, they're, you know, they represent music and art and and joy and, and each one of them represents something special in a, a moment when he uh, you know gathered it and procured it over the course of his long life and Henry actually and I got in touch via a, a third party a, a gentleman who knew Henry knew he had records and and as he was looking through the records and trying to give Henry some advice as to what to do with them he thought gosh you know, I wonder if Nick at, at WEMU would like these records because they're big band records and Classic jazz, old school stuff, small group material, and it seems like there might be a home there over in uh, at 89.1 in Ypsilanti. So this third party reached out to me and connected Henry and I up, and uh, and so here I am driving out to have a look, and and it's interesting because I I honestly I don't need more records, um, although I do, I know that 
maybe there's no such thing as having too many, but I'm very, very sensitive to space and uh, accumulation of things and albums. You buy one, you buy two here and there, uh, and you you do that even if it's a couple times a year. Well, time flies. Next thing you know, you got hundreds of records, and I'm certainly that deep in my collection. And so I was a little bit um, anxious about this, but but there seems to be something um, about helping Henry with these, knowing that he he's his his priority seems to be getting them to a good home and and trying to find someone who will enjoy them and uh, clearly doesn't have the interest in doing that legwork himself and at 92 who can blame him and I'm sure he just wants the records to go away Uh, but in a perfect world he'd know that they're going away to some place where they'll be enjoyed so hopefully I can help him with that and and hopefully this will be a this will amount to a, a, a bundle of records that will will be will be literally played forward, you know, literally played as a part of the programming on WEMU and a part of the Sunday Best, and and we can enjoy it as a as a gift that absolutely keeps on giving. We'll see. I'm guessing I'm going to sneeze. I'm guessing it's going to be dusty. But any good record collection is a little dusty. Henry! You're here! How are you? Nice to meet you. man can be being as old as I am. How about this out here, huh? Think of all this that's going to get yeah. back and forth here after that's done. Oh, man. Is that what it is, all new sewers? Yeah, that's what it is on the other side. It doesn't All make right. any difference. I'm moving. Where are you moving? Uh, um, Fenton. Oh, okay. Nice. Not so far. Yeah. Half an hour. Okay. Yeah. It's a tough, t- tough time of the world to be moving, but... Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. Alright, come on right down there. Sure. He's a lot younger than I expected you to be. You know, I, well, I, uh, I don't feel as old as, or as young as you think, but... You know, well, compared with me. Uh, yeah, I got a ways to go to get to your age. You show me where yes, we're headed. Yes, do. So... Well, come on in, wait a minute. Yeah, well, the coffee ain't quite ready. That's alright. But we'll bring you some. Where did the uh, music, where'd the records come from? Just over time? Well, all, uh, when I was in college, it was in Holland. Oh, wow. Uh, Hope. Oh, gotcha. Well, um, I come from Muskegon. Okay. And very religious people yeah. adopted me. And, uh, my buddy and I in, in the school, in, in, in the Big Reds, Muskegon. And uh, so we would go and we'd get raking or whatever, get five dollars. That yeah. was a lot of money. Yeah. And we'd go to Chicago and there were three places. The, uh, the famous one 
Blue Note and two other ones too. Really good guys. Sure. Um, they stayed open till four, four and a half. <laughs> and that way we didn't have to do anything but just enjoy a little bit and, and, and go back home up 31. I gotcha. Wow. Yeah. And I put together all of these. Look at them. Ever all. since. Well, those are beautiful. These are, um, I'm keeping these. Okay. Uh, and they're not necessarily the best or anything, but, but the ones that I like. So Henry has walked me into his listening room, and it is a beautiful room, not only because it's full of records, but it's clearly, clearly, without having seen much more of the house, his favorite room in the home. It's got a beautiful turntable and, and, and wall after wall of record and books. In fact, uh, nary a CD to be seen. Beautiful speakers, custom-built shelving full of records. And he has just pointed out the records that he will be keeping as he prepares his move elsewhere in southeast Michigan and knows that he has to narrow his collection down. So he's chosen the, the not necessarily, as he said, you might have heard him there, not necessarily the best, but the records he's, he's taken with him. And the, the others he wants help with, and that's why I'm here. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And the bottom ones well, are that, all, huh? uh, um, you know, the Beethovens. And, and yeah. uh, I like both kinds of music. I like any kind of music, except what you got today. I don't. If there's not some harmony in the music, I mean, like uh, it's excellent stuff, Henry. Big Spiderbeck and Johnny Dodds. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jack oh, Teagarden. Yeah. Yeah, look at this one, huh? Riverboat Jazz. How about oh, that? Take, take that out once. That's quite amazing if you look at that. That's beautiful. That's very old. Two bucks. Sam old. James, Brunswick. Yeah. Albert wins. Gut bucket five. Dewey Jackson's Peacock Orchestra. You know that that's terribly wow. old on that. So now that is a 78, isn't it? Yeah, wow. it's just a 70. I don't have anything for that, but... Yeah, me neither. Knows? And, you know, I have people that always try to give me 78s, and God bless them, but they're hard to play, and they're fragile. Yes. Well, tell somebody if they give me enough money for it. That's right. I'll get. I'll take it. That's right. I gotta do this when I get there. I'll, sure. I'll put these here, but exciting. When yeah, but there's a lot of this. You're not interested in the the Beethovens or or anything, are you? You know, no. I mean, personally, I I, I like all music, but I. Oh yeah. I well, just. Then, I think I told you I'm so sensitive. But you know, the music is. Uh, it's great, but boy, does it take up space, and it never seems to get any smaller. No, <laughs> As I'm going through these records with Henry, it's dawning on me that this is a real deal collection and collector driven by by love of the music. And at this point, he regales me with a 
with a story, and I, I, I figured out later he, he, he starts telling it about Muggsy Spanier, but he's actually, he's actually talking about it, a run-in he had in Chicago with trombonist Miff Mole. I'll let Henry tell you the story. Do you know Muggsy? Mm-hmm. I know him. I, I don't want to say I know him all, but I'm pretty good. Oh, he played one night. The first thing that came out in, in the electric world was he could, you know, take it, make it. Henry's telling me here about using uh, early portable recording equipment that you could take around. And and this is his story of going with his friends and asking Muggsy if they can record Muggsy playing. But it's it's Miff Mole again. It's Miff Mole. No, he was no, he was a trombone man, if I remember, and I don't remember. I, I, I'm, I'm getting too old. Well, I think it's pretty amazing. He had that, and he said, "Well, can I hear it?" He was pretty. Yeah. Drank quite a bit. <laughs> and he kept that. Many of them did. To that, got all done, and he said. Son of a bitch, I'm good at it. <laughs> listen, you, that's awesome. I, I wanted to hear himself play. That, I love yeah. it. I just love it. And this is a yeah, true Dixieland aficionado collection. Old music, traditional stuff on Brunswick and Gannett, some of the stuff you'd expect. But then the newer stuff on our Hooli. Oh, I'm telling you, it was a really beautiful collection in exquisite shape. And the love for these albums was apparent in, in the stories and the brightness in Henry's eyes as I pulled out each one. These are beautiful condition. Just the thing about the radio station is we got some great records, but some of them, they've been around a long time and they've been played a lot, you know? Well, yeah. Over the years. Not so much. I got so many of them that it wasn't. Mike Lipskin and Willie. And as I'm going through these, you know, something that only... Only someone who collects records would would understand, but you you realize the the time that's spent putting the collection together, the way it's organized, and you you start seeing the personality in the in the person who's collected the records. And the West Coast collection was huge for Henry. He really had really nice Yer, uh, Lou Waters, Yerba Buena Band, and Clancy Hayes, and all those good old-fashioned recordings at Earth, Earthquake Magoons. And uh, you suddenly recognize a certain kinship in, in your counterpart as you enjoy and share a collection. So you do like old Dave Jazz? Oh, yeah. Well, you're just as crazy as I am. <laughs> it's a crazy and maybe a little Sunday. bit of a sickness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to that. At this point, we're about it's 15 minutes into our, uh, maybe not even into our relationship, but there is an, an evident kindred spirit thing going on between a uh, pretty, pretty uh, disparate generational uh, divide between Henry and I. But gosh, talk about uh, seeing some sort of a spiritual polar compass attraction uh, over the course of uh, uh, almost a century worth of record collecting. Something special's happening. There's one of my gods right here. Bunk. Yeah, he's a... That's nifty. Bunk Johnson. 
great collections and stuff. Good for you. Look at these things. They're in beautiful shape. Yeah, and anything, anything from here, you may have, you know. Sure. Wow. I mean, it's overwhelming because it's, you know, this is all just excellent. Ella and yeah. Cisco Houston. Oh, here's Sonny and Cher. Man, look at them. This is pretty ski accident. Oh my, here we are. Thankfully, we are. my uh, Sonny Bono post ski accident joke went over Henry's head, which was which was for the best. And so I like Sonny Bono better post ski accident. But anyway, another another typically uh, in poor taste joke from me. Over Henry's head and back to the record collection. Look at that thing. That is a gorgeous record. Jazz King, that's just in shit. They just put that. Yeah, yeah. But he was, uh, I don't know if he's playing alone or not. But here's some damn, here's your tea garden along with uh, yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Not to be confused with Buddy Hackett, right? Nope. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just can't help myself. The old Bobby Buddy Hackett bit. Oh, man, I'm always good for that laugh. At this point, Henry decides to put a record on the turntables they're playing me some of the music which is which is simply pure joy to have a record collection to sort through and talk about and enjoy the stories that go with each and every album in the collection and uh, allow the allow the host henry in this case to choose some music to accompany the sleuthing and the detective work and the the pouring the careful pouring over of yeah, sleeves yeah, and right. dust jackets right. and covers and liner notes and artists and sidemen and labels and all of that glorious good old-fashioned record collection love and uh, communality. I'll play you some good music here. Put it on. Slow drag have a go. How about that? The Jazzology Pole Winners. Look at this. This is a cool old record. Bob Wilbur. Sir, you have a very nice collection of records. This is authentic stuff. There you go. Throughout my time with Henry, we had so many moments of that sort of connection across decades and eras and, uh, well, you know, we're, we're different folks. But there was no point when I felt more uh, a part of a, a, a kindred spirit connection than when he turned the volume up. He, that was the best part. It's too quiet. Let's turn it up. how it went maybe longer than you'd expect or uh, possibly not long enough record after record story after story Henry a, a World War II veteran stationed in Austria and uh, an Air Force uh, member and a lover of traditional Dixieland old school gut bucket jazz and blues and all music honestly well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to let you go and uh, 
get, get, let you get back to listening to your records. This is the best pastime in the world. Perfect. Put these up here. There we go. Keep that from rolling around. All right. There you go. Thanks, Henry. Take care. leaving my friend Henry's house and one of those jeez uh, I don't know how long I was there a good 90 minutes two hours could have been there a lot longer what a what a pleasure to spend that kind of time with a gentleman at 92 who is a, is a true lover of, of music he had all kinds of great stuff. All kinds of interesting classical records. And, and he is a Dixieland fan. Uh, a, a Dixieland crazy. One of the finest collections of New Orleans traditional, authentic, regional music on vinyl that I've ever seen. And he was uh, overjoyed to have that music change hands and end up with someone who's, uh, or I guess end up with you, I mean, end up with me to deliver to you, play it at WEMU, couldn't have, couldn't have been happier about it. But of course, at 92, he had stories to tell. And he had records from Austria where he was stationed in World War II. Born in 1928. So he was a young man in World War II. From Muskegon originally. He loves George Lewis. And he loves... <laughs> uh, Muggsy Spanier or Miff Mole. He, he told me a story. He said that he and Miff Mole hung out. They, they, you know, one of his friends had a old recording set up, and they they took him and they had they had Miff Mole play for him, and then they played it back to Miff Mole, and Miff Mole said, "Man, do I sound good?" He said, "And Miff Mole, he was quite the drinker." <laughs> he's a, a Michigan native, and he's. He loves old jazz. That was really something. He was getting ready to move, and he he had this one shelf. You know, the greatest thing is I didn't even I didn't have enough time. You know, I could have been there for days, but he had a set of shelves, and those 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 shelves were that was like he said, "I'm not getting rid of these. These are mine. These are the ones I'm taking with me. The other ones, you know, I'm not as attached to." And I'll tell you, he actually said. He was disappointed that I didn't take more. Disappointed that I didn't take more. But my God, I can't allow myself to buy another record now for two, two, five, seven years. <laughs> Holy mackerel, Henry, my man. And so there it is in a, in a year when we are distant and apart, a chance to come together as strangers and bond over 
tangible music media, old vinyl LPs, and jazz, and players, and stories, and memories, and and really and really being human together, and and loving music together, and uh, and that's that's a, a big part of what WEMU on weekends is about. That's a big part of what the Sunday Best is about, and that's a a big time part of what I'm about. It's just spending time and 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 finding out what we have in common as humans. And often, often it's 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 nostalgia, and it's it's Sunday morning traditions, and it's relaxing. And it's the music. It's the clarinets and trumpets and drums and pianos and trombones and basses. And I hope you uh, enjoyed that. And it was uh, it was a pleasure to have you along for my visit with a 92-year-old record collector and collection, almost 92 years old. And and those records are now going to be shared on the Sunday Best at 89.1 WEMU. Thanks, Henry.